recorded from all over the globe. Multiple-time world champion pro wrestler, lead singer of Fozzie, and New York Times best-selling author Chris Jericho rocks the podcast world with his podcast, Talk is Jericho, his unique weekly take on all things pop culture and life in general. Sit down with Chris as he interviews some of the biggest names in entertainment and discusses the menina of wrestling, music, television, movies, and, of course, twerking. Why couldn't you do it without twerking? All ages are welcome. There is no ID required. To access the entire Talk is Jericho, just type in Talk is Jericho on Podcast One and PodcastOne.com. Talking openly about anything and everything. Bobby Bones records the podcast from the comfort of his home where he brings in guests from songwriters to musicians to whatever you want to chat on big, comfortable chairs. So type in Bobby Cast. That's you can go to wherever you get your podcast. You can type in Bobby Cast as B-O-B-B-Y-C-A-S-T from Bobby's house from Bobby's mouth. Walker Hayes brings a new studio album, 10 tracks, including the hit You Broke Up With Me, and also including the song Beautiful. Also brings the song that everyone did not think it was going to hit, but it hit big, and it's titled Craig. So go get Walker Hayes' brand new album, Boom, out now. Interesting things, you know, as far as that goes. But yeah, I just 
sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um, now, the music nowadays, of course, you, you probably listen to all the genres. Um, and, and of course, you're, you're, you're a kind of a rock star if you want to, if you want to put it that way. Um, so, so, so you get, of course you all, everybody gets hate and how, how do you, how, how do you take the hate? Because I have a theory of, of what I would tell the haters if they were hating. Go, go, go ahead. How do I take the hate or how do I deal with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, you know, I, well, I, I kind of have to, I kind of have to laugh it off. It's not because I'm laughing off like, you know, I'm the man uh, and you don't know what you're talking yeah, about. It's more yeah, yeah. Like, I'm pretty, I feel like, somebody yeah. disagree, I'm, I'm a really pretty humble guy. Like, I, I'm lucky with everything that we've done, everything we've accomplished. We're lucky. And in fact, we kind of have this saying that when, you know, when 115 Eagles comes to us and says, hey, we want you to open for Randy Houser, we look at each other and they, you know, we go, so they think that we know what we're doing. We don't have no idea what we're doing. Well, you, you must know, be doing something right. Well, and we try, but I yeah. mean, but when I get somebody that doesn't, I, I'm, I'm all for it, you know, mm. I get it because there's certain music out there that I don't get, I don't understand, or I don't like. Um, what I do struggle is with as much heart and time and energy as we as a band put into it and the sacrifices that um, all of our families make because we're either on the road or we're in the studio till four in the morning for, mm-hmm. you know, three months at a time, where they treat it like, um, like we're childish. Like, oh, that's cute. You're in a band. When are you going to grow up? Like, yeah. I do struggle with that, you know? Um, but for the most part, I get it. I get it. Somebody says, man, I hate country music. I'm like, hey, good for you. <laughs> you know, I, mm-hmm. I think I haven't had anybody really come up to me and say, hey, music's crap. I've never had that. Um, um, not necessarily. I'm sure it's happening, but, you know, I, I can't appease everybody. And so, I, I realize who I am and where I stand. Mm-hmm. And that I'm lucky enough to be in the place that I'm at. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when somebody hates or whatever, quote unquote, hates, it doesn't bother me because I'm farther along than I ever thought I ever, ever, ever would be. And we're not anything. We're just, you mm-hmm. know, plugging along. Yeah. But it's, you know, yeah. 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 So it doesn't really bother me. Yeah. And see, this, this is how I would take the hate. I would be like, Okay, you have no say so in my life, and you have. And there's always haters that are like, "Okay, this this music right here is not country. It's not pop." Okay, and and my response would be, "Okay, who puts you in the spot to say what's country and what's not?" Like, right? And, and it just and it's kind of like they follow you on Twitter or they'll follow me on Twitter. We'll both get hate, and I'm like, so you took the time out of your life. To follow me and then come around and bash me. Didn't you follow me? Did, you know what I mean? No, exactly. In, in fact, I have an opinion. Um, I, I had some people that were kind of giving me a hard time as to why I hadn't released the album yet. I, you know, what mm-hmm. was I doing and what was I wasting my time on? And 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 I kind of in the back of my head, and I would never say this out loud, although I am right now. Um, it's kind of like, what have you created? Yeah. What have 
have you risked? That, what have you gone out and done? What challenges have you taken upon yourself? Yeah. If you're sitting at home and watching TV mm-hmm. every night and you're giving me a hard time about me busting my ass on something, yeah. what have you done? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't stand there and sit there on the couch and make fun of me. Yeah. Get up and do something yourself, you know? That's, that's yeah. exactly right. That, that's beautiful. Yeah. That's beautiful. I have a song here. Um, I think it's on the Wayne Hoskins Band album. I think that may be your first album. It's called Something Better. Will you talk about that real quick while I play a little yeah. hint of it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that, that song was written, uh, Davey, and I, Davey, my three parents, and I, and actually, he's my brother-in-law, by the way. He's my wife's uh, brother. He mm-hmm. wrote that song, holy crap, 2000. Seven. Wow, wow, wow. And, yeah, it's, it's one of my favorite songs lyrically. In fact, it's funny, we brought it to the band and we played it that night. Mm-hmm. And um, I almost made up the lyrics there as we were playing it. We didn't really have lyrics for it. So I made up all those lyrics in the, in the course of playing the song twice, and we kept those lyrics. <laughs> so you kind of just made up as you went. <laughs> yeah, but I knew where I wanted to go with it. Yeah. I that I wanted it to be a song. And in fact, Glenn Phillips from Tilda Let's Talk is one of my greatest inspirations. And uh, um, he has a, uh, I'm now trying to remember the name of the song, um, a song on um, the, his Unlucky 7 album. And mm-hmm. it's inspired, uh, something better is inspired by that song. And it's about a man who knows he's not worthy of the woman that he's with, even though she's begging him to stay, mm-hmm. he knows that there's something better for her out there. Um, and no matter what he does, he's never going to be able to give her what she wants. And she's she's unable to see that, and so he's leaving her. That's essentially what the song's about. Yeah, that's what I got out of it. But how long have you actually been at this musician wise, like wanting to make it big, wanting to make it onto the big stage? How long, how long have you been working on it? I started playing the guitar out of high school, screwing around, and I mm-hmm. just dinked around. And, um, I moved to Colorado. I lived in uh, um, north of Denver, mm-hmm. um, and that was like 2001 to 2005-ish. So I moved back to Salt Lake, and uh, the band was actually somewhat organized. There was a different bass player and a different drummer, and they, uh, they lost their lead singer, so they asked me to step in. And that was November 2005. Well, he had an amazing voice. He mm-hmm. had a huge range. And I don't have a huge range. So we had to rewrite or write music for me. Um, so that was 2006. Mm-hmm. Um, and we never really took it serious. We were, to say we were amateur is uh, an overstatement. <laughs> we weren't even amateurs. We weren't in that good. And uh, I would say 2008 when we found um, Carl. The mm-hmm. bass player and Eric, my drummer, is when we started to get serious. And then in 2009, Rock This Records found us. And that's when we got serious about it. We upgraded all of our equipment. We started really trying to write. And uh, um, and we really tried to chase some things. We had Showtime and HBO looking at um, I'll Be Right Here. And uh, actually, Something Better was one of the songs that they were looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, they never picked it up, but... Um, so I, that's what I would say, 2009, 2008, 2009, mm-hmm. is when I would, and even now I haven't sort of called myself a musician, I'm just some actor that strums the guitar and screams the microphone, you know? Well, but, you guys are better than most of them out there. 
that, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. We try not to suck. We suck sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this song right here, um, this reminds me kind of the Goo Goo Dolls, as you said earlier. Um, it's, cut, it's titled yeah. April. You said you started around out of high school. Was there anything that you wanted to do other than to be to play music and write music and perform it? What, what were you dead set on doing? I was an artist. I, I uh, sculpted my um, watercolor and that kind of stuff, and pencil mm-hmm. and chalk and um, charcoal. And that's that's what I kind of did in high school. That's what. I enjoyed doing, and mm-hmm. but I always, I absolutely loved music. Loved music. I was, you know, I'm, again, I'm in Bountiful, Utah, listening to a, a track called Quest and De La Soul, and nobody in, you know, at my high school was 2,400 people, and there was mm-hmm. maybe three or four of us that were listening to that kind of stuff, and so I was always searching for new music. I joined the like blockbuster music when they were doing the free listening stations. Mm-hmm. And you could go and scrap. Oh man, that Lyle Lovett has a strong voice on that guy. I love Lyle Lovett. Oh yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, art, but I was directionless for the most part. You know, I was came out of high school and I had a scholarship to the University of Utah for uh, wow. leadership. I was the student body president at my high school and, and I kind of screwed around and ended up kind of pissing that away. so I was a little directionless you know and then I ended up uh, getting married and started having kids and yeah just ended up in the steel industry and and so that's and then you know that's what took me to Colorado and Mm -hmm. when I moved back I got sucked into the music scene so it's been good this is my a lot of my Musician friends are surprised because this is the only band I've ever been in. This is the only band I've ever been in. And a lot of them bounce back and forth from band to band to band, or they start a new one, or they, you know. Mm. Um, I think that's a lot of our success is just sticking together. We've been together for nine years now. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Nine years, yeah. Yeah. Now, I see here on your, your feed on YouTube and Spotify, as I'm looking at it now, you did a Chris Drever cover. Steel and Stone, Blackwater. That song right there, man. Oh my goodness, that'll put you in a spot. If that if if that makes any sense. And and nobody, I I love. There's a lot of Irish folk music that I love, and Chris Trevor is in my top ten. The album um, is amazing, amazing. His voice is just perfect. So I actually 
you watch the YouTube video of him in a church playing that song acoustic, and he does something funky. He's mm-hmm. got like two cables on the guitar, and I don't quite understand still what he's doing. <laughs> um, but I kind of figured it out, and I played it, and I recorded it, and threw it up on YouTube. Well, he went and liked it and said, cool rendition, and I kind of fangirl over that. Yeah, so, who wouldn't? Nobody's ever heard of him. Nobody's ever, you know, nobody knows who Chris Trevor is, but unless you're in Ireland. So out of all, so you've had what, three, four albums, counting the EPs? Yeah, I would say we've technically had, uh, you know, because really even the Blackbird album, which is our first one, only had, I think it had eight songs on it, mm-hmm. and two of them weren't even supposed to go on it, it was just going to be five songs, maybe three, I can't remember. Um, so that one, I it's kind of across the an album and an EP, Breaking Here is an EP, and then uh, the Red Building is a compilation of Blackbird and Breaking Here and then two other songs. Mm-hmm. So I would almost even dare say that Washington Boulevard we're about to release is kind of our very first full-length album. Okay. Um, it, it's not a compilation, you know? Yeah. Um. So out of all the albums that you have done, which is your favorite and why? Um, I would have to say that this new one that we're releasing, okay. Washington Boulevard, um, it's the most honest. Um, some of the songs on it are your, your typical kind of uh, have fun drinking songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a couple of songs on it. Um, one of them is uh, that Been Replaced. Mm-hmm. Um, and LA Man, um, which, by the way, I, I can like get them. I can, I can send them over to you, and uh, they should be up on Spotify pretty quick. But they're songs that I wrote that I never thought would go anywhere, would do anything. And um, from an artistic standpoint, I think it's our best. And from a songwriter standpoint, I think it's my best. And then from uh, just loving the songs themselves, I would say it's. It's, it's my favorite so far. Um, I do love the Cecil Sessions. Mm-hmm. Um, Honestly, that is probably my favorite of your guys' albums. Um, yeah. Out of all of them, I've listened to that probably three or four times. That the most. It's just, yeah. just, it's. See, I'm a fan of like the slow, sad music. Uh, it's just, I don't know why. Just, it's, it's just how I am. And then there's only like. I think two up to beat songs, which is like a thousand miles. And then, um, yeah. there's another one on there. I'm not really sure of it right now. off the top of yeah, my head. That's it. Damn it. That's it. Damn it. Forgiven. That, that those are. And then I was listening to that album. Like I said before, it was like a mixture of counting crows and Coldplay. And then I was just in shock because I, I actually followed you and you followed me back on Twitter. And, I looked at some of your music and then I asked you to be on this podcast. And then I was the reason I asked you this, cause I was shocked. Cause I mean, it's just, you don't find, you know, you don't find people like this that do the bands that will be, you know what I mean? Willing to do something that doesn't, that hasn't really made it that far just to give it a right. shot. Oh yeah. And I do appreciate yeah. that. Oh man. Absolutely. You kidding me? I was, I was excited to yeah. ask. I was really excited about it. Really excited about it. Yeah, happy to 
So, like honor too. <laughs> like, well, I don't know about like, honor. Um, so I've seen that you do a bunch. You've done a bunch of covers um, here on your. You have it on your YouTube channel. Um, what is your favorite cover that you've done? If you can answer it. Um, live, I would say I love doing. Uh, I love doing free falling. Tom Petty's free falling. Man, that um, is such a good song. The, you get the crowd. Everyone's everyone's streaming along. It doesn't matter. Oh like, yes, everyone knows that song. So that's a fun one. We also do uh, "What's Up" by Four Non Blondes. You know that song. <laughs> um, and, yes, I do. And I can't sing it. We slaughter it. We almost slaughter it intentionally. We uh -huh. it, we play it like garbage intentionally because it's fun. It's yeah, fun. yeah. We've never played the same. In fact, we've never played it at rehearsal. We we've never rehearsed that song. It's always been on stage live in front of a crowd, and everyone streams that. And uh, but we've actually got two covers on the new album. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, one of the bands I alluded to earlier is one of my big influences is Jackal Pierce. Um, uh, both out of Texas and out of Boston, um, and they have a song called "Free." It's off their uh, "Bring You on the Weather" album, which came out like '93, mm -hmm. uh, I think. So we've been playing that song since uh, I've been playing that song since 2001, something like that. Um, and that one's going on the album, and then another song called "Ache" by James Carrington. And both of those two songs, Ake, I'm actually very excited about going mm -hmm. on the album as far as a recorded cover. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love doing Free Falling and What's Up right now. Those two, just everyone screams and everyone's yelling. It's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun with it. So, you speaking of your live, um, do you have a set list or do you just kind of like just wing it, kind of like Michael Jackson? <laughs> we have a set list for every show, and we never stick to it. Ever. Ever. I, I think maybe three or four times we've ever actually played the set list as we had it written down. Um, and we, you know, you, you start with something that catches everyone's attention, you know, something upbeat and going. And, and usually we start one or two songs in, and also we look at each other and go, hey, let's play a. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we do it and we 
See, um, I know somebody that uh, went to, I believe it was ACDC, and they had a yeah. they, they had released their album Rock or Bust, and they only sang the album. They only sang the album. They never sang any of the hits. They only sang the songs from the album. And to me, that's you came to hear the hits. You know what I mean? That's kind of but with you guys, it's kind of, you, you know, you really haven't hit the big mark. I don't want to no. be, you know what I mean? Like, you, so you have to yeah, play, really. you have to play some of yours and you have to mix it in with the covers because you haven't really had a big yeah. hit here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And, and we do try and, uh, you know, we understand our place. We understand about, you know, here in, in, Salt Lake, we've, we've definitely garnered a name for ourselves, and we've got a uh, good following. We've got a good following all over the country, you know, mm-hmm. it's better here. Um, and I think as far as an original band, what's the test? It's, for example, we played, um, I'm trying to remember who we were with, I want to say we were with Chase Bryant, and we were at a, a venue downtown Salt Lake called The Depot. There's probably 2,000 people there, something like that. Mm-hmm. And we played Damned and Forgiven for the first time. We never played it in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. And by the second chorus, because it's an easy enough song, mm-hmm. uh, everyone, was, everyone was singing along. And that's where I kind of feel like we, we have something. Yeah. We've, yeah. We've, we've, we've hit the nail on the head, as it were, or whatever. And I believe you hit the nail on the head with this drive song. I mean, go, you know what I mean? Go, go, going from Accounting Crow slash Coldplay sounding to, you know, the country music nowadays. It's don't get me wrong. It's actually the jam right now. <laughs> yeah, no, it, is. it really is. And you know, I think that song has a definite Keith Urban feel. Oh yes, um, Keith Urban, Brad Paisley, yeah. people like that. Yeah, and so I think we. We, we, even though, um, cause we definitely consider ourselves country now, there's no mm-hmm. question about it, but we haven't, we always joke, we, we didn't sell out, we bought in, mm-hmm. uh, we are writing country music, but we haven't gotten away from who we are and how, and our sound, um, we're just tweaking it, and really, I don't think if you were to listen to our first few albums, if you were to say, change the way the kick sounds, and throw, change the way the guitar sounds, Mm-hmm. And then throw a fiddle over the top of it. It's country. We're not that far off, you yeah. know. Um, but country is so broad. I mean, you go all the way from bluegrass and artists to artists like Sergio Simpson, and then you come all the way over to like Eric Church or or Keith Urban, um, and even like uh, Brothers Osborne, which I love. Oh, yes. and they're more blues. Yes, you know, they're more blues rock. And the Brothers Osborne song really "Ain't My Fault" is the jam. But yeah, man, they're they are, and I love how laid back their music is. You know, oh, yeah. I mean, it's not slow. That's not what I mean to say by laid back, but I mean just they just don't give a crap. With it. Yeah. And yeah. the long-haired guy, the dude that plays guitar on their song um, "Stella Longer," he did like an eleven-minute guitar solo with that thing. I know what it's. it's incredible. In fact, I was talking to a friend here a couple months ago, and I was like, that, that guitar solo, that yes. solo right there, is, is, shows me that he's not cookie-cutter country. Yeah. They're not, and nor are they going to sell out to that. They're just going to, they're jamming, they're 
jam country band. The good stuff. And there and there is some singers out there, not just in the country world, but they're just there to have fun and play their music. But there's others that they if they don't have a hit, then they're just not going to sing anymore. Right, right. And you know, I think country music and pop music, and really, I hate saying this, but a lot of the stuff on the radio as a whole is mm-hmm. just. Cookie cutter sometimes. I mean, rarely nowadays does an artist even write their own music. Um, so, uh, like I look at Derek Church and Brad Paisley and uh, Keith Urban, mm-hmm. and I have respect for them because they're writing their own music. Yes. Um, guys, guys, I really like, I know a lot of the broke country guys don't like me for this, but I really like Sam Hunt. I think he's got a great sound. No, he's you, a great writer. Let me right. tell you something about Sam Hunt for a second there. Now, we didn't love what he did when he came out, right? He was talking in between the songs. He was singing. But we loved it because it was different. People complain because we have nothing different. But when we have something different, they complain. It's like you can't do anything different and you can't do anything, you know, like the other ones have been without people complaining. So I would just, you know, if I was someone like that, I would just do what I wanted to do. I wouldn't worry about, you know, the people nowadays because you're going to have people that are just like that. Oh, yeah. And I've got a a really, and I hate saying, I even hate, because I'm not a testament person, but I do think that sometimes a lot of music listeners, and I'm going to, and I shouldn't even say this out loud, need to be spoon-fed. You know, they want to hear what they Mm-hmm. They think they understand, and that's why when an artist like Jason Isbell comes out, you'll never, ever, ever hear Jason Isbell, and I, I'm sure you will, but on the radio. Yeah. He's not a radio artist. And it's funny, the band Perry, after they won uh, uh, Artist of the Year or something like that at CMAs two or three years ago, <clears throat> came off the stage and they were interviewing them, and they said, if there was, um, well, first I think they said, tell me, uh, what's What's the music that you guys are listening to right now? All of them, the entire band, all their backup people, all of them said Jason Isbell's Southeastern album. Mm-hmm. And then it, what's one song that you guys wish you had written? All of them said Cover Me Up by Jason Isbell. And I, I was, Jason Isbell's Southeastern album changed my life. Um, and that is an artist's album. You know, mm-hmm. it's a musician's album, but the first standard person that listens to the radio day in and day out, which is fine, it's awesome because I listen to the radio day in and day out, um, doesn't understand that. They don't they don't hear what I hear. Mm-hmm. And that's fine, you know. Yeah. Um so, but I agree with you, like something yeah. different. Mm-hmm. People wanna hear the I need four lines on the the verse, I need Four lines in a chorus, and a four lines in the second verse. Mm-hmm. Four lines in a chorus. Uh, I need a twelve-second guitar solo, and then the chorus out. Yeah, and it, at these elements in it, otherwise they don't like it. Yeah, you know. So, out of all the albums of any genre that you have ever heard, which uh, give me three that have really changed your perspective on the music. Easily, Jason Isbell, Southeastern. Mm-hmm. That album all by itself, including the way it was mastered. Because um, it's quieter than most of the other albums. If you were to play that back to 
back with other CDs or, you know, and on, it's not a Spotify they master it. I've never heard that album, honestly. I have never... Oh, really? I'll have to write it down and go look at it. I've never heard of it. Yeah, it's a little bit quieter. Um, uh, Tom Petty's Wildflowers, which was recorded in uh, uh, Sound City in L.A., but that studio's no longer around, Mm -hmm. um, was was amazing to me. I think that's his best album. Um, again, some of those songs on that you'll never ever hear on the radio because they're they're slower, they're a little more intellectual, which is not how Petty style normally. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Glenn Phillips' album um, uh, "Winnipeg for Summer." Mm-hmm. Um, I guess he's the reason I even play music. Um, um, that one, Jackal Pierce's "Bringing on the Weather." That would change my life as well. Um, you know, those are my some of my top five, four, five, and I'm accounting girls, August, and everything after. Yeah, I think those five might be for me the greatest albums of all time. Yeah, I'm gonna give you my quick um, albums real quick. I'm not trying to make this all about yeah. me, but I'm just trying to feel the vibe with you. Um, number yeah. one, always my favorite album of all time of any genre would have to be Continuum by John Mayer. Um, yeah. He recorded that in 2006 in his basement, and he will never make an album that is better than Continuum, in my opinion. Right. Right. There's honesty in that album. Oh, my honesty. goodness, yes. And the song Stop yeah. This Train off that album, that is, oh, my goodness, that'll hit you hard. Yeah. Yeah. And then, of course, you got Elvis Presley. Everybody, yeah. Everybody's a fan of Elvis. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'm going to last few questions here. Um, I don't want to keep it too long. Um, have you ever wrote a song and you have thought, okay, this isn't for me, and you've tried to, I don't know, publish it, like get a publishing deal and then sell it to another artist? Have you ever thought about it if you haven't tried it? Yeah, absolutely. A publishing deal is kind of a dream. Um, I've, I've, I've never sold a song. I'd be happy to sell, so anyone listening, I'm happy to sell any of my songs. But, uh, <laughs> uh, I would say there's kind of two parts to that question. The first one is, have I ever written a song? And kind of went, eh, eh, no, it's not for me. Yeah, um, yeah take, take me out. Um, it's funny, I was listening to Radiohead. And I sat down and wrote that song. It sounds nothing like Radiohead at all. But my <laughs> Radiohead, and um, and I got I wrote the first verse and the chorus, and I played it for my wife. And I said, and I got done. And I looked at her and said, I hate it. I hate. I hate it. It's the cheesiest, dorkiest song I've ever written. She goes, Oh my gosh, it's awesome. <laughs> so I like. I dragged all the way through finishing writing it, and then I brought it to the band, and the band loved it. And I was like, shit, all right, okay, we'll play it. <laughs> now I really like the song, but yeah. um, I have had a couple of artists over the years who have uh, maybe not recorded any of my stuff, but have um, had it on hold. They could play it live, or yeah, or yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or just said, can I, can I play that? Or if I want to ever record it, can I? And I'm like, absolutely. Um, it's, we talked 
Carl and I talk about Drive a lot, the song Drive. Mm-hmm. Um, then if Kenny Chesney would stick that song up, it would go number one. If Keith Urban would stick that song up, it would go number one. Um, and so we've we've talked to, um, I've talked to a number of friends. I've got a, a few associates in Nashville, um, and I won't name drop on you, but uh, it, it have listened to it and, and somewhat looking for a place for it. Because um, I, I just want to do this for a living. I just want to be able to keep writing and mm-hmm. playing. And if, if Kenny Chesney records one of my songs, not only would I kind of freak out and be excited about it, um, but number two, it would pay the bills and allow me to keep doing what I'm doing. You know? mm-hmm. Now, when I listen to Drive, I thought about my favorite country singer in the nowadays which would probably have to be Justin Moore. Right. I could see, because he he's went to a slight change. He's went to the bro country now, and and I think this yeah. song right here would make a good fit for him. So, Justin, if you're listening, yeah. you got a new album coming out, get Drive. All right. Um, so, how does it work if okay would you prefer see now i would prefer having albums kind of like I'm, i don't want to go back to john mayer but i, I will go back to john mayer because he's one of the recent ones to do this his newest album yeah. the, uh, the search for everything he released it in four waves like so each yeah. month you would get four songs and then you would have time to really enjoy and embellish those four songs instead of having to listen to, you know, 15 or 16 at a time and only getting to, you know, feed on three or four. So, honestly, I think that the LPs or the 12, 13 tracks on an album should have died last year and and should still be dead, you know? completely agree with you and I, I completely agree with you and yes, we are releasing an 11 song LP. We are. Mm-hmm. But I completely agree with you. Um, a few years back we were going to record an album and what we were going to do was uh, we were, we were going to record the entire album all at once. Mm-hmm. But we were going to release one song, there's 12 songs, we were going to release one song a month with a music video associated with it. Um, so that you had one month and I still think it's a great idea and we could still do it with even though the album's been released, but do something more where it's single. Um, but you're exactly right. I, I love that. Um, I'm trying to remember the gentleman that's uh, the band Switchfoot. Um, the lead singer actually is very he's a folk singer songwriter, mm-hmm. and he did the same thing. He had um, four EPs that he released. Each one I think had four, maybe five songs out, but one was called Spring, mm-hmm. Mid Summer, and Autumn, and then Winter. Mm-hmm. And those, he released those, and I loved it. I loved it. Yeah. Because um, you were looking forward to the next one, you mm-hmm. know? And it makes, and it makes it, it's a piece of you, and you become a piece of it, you know? It's yours, if you want to say it that way. Um, and I love that. I think it's a great idea. But, yeah, no, we're, we're not, we're, we're just slamming the plebs up and down in the next couple weeks. So, <laughs> we're just that the exact way that, Probably shouldn't be done, but yeah, we've never released a full length LP, so I kind of like, yeah, let's just do it. Yeah. Uh, 
All right, I will end on this question right here. What is your, out of the songs that's on radio right now, let's do country music since you're a country artist. Um, what is your favorite song that's on the radio right now? Um, yeah, I know. There's so many good ones. Ain't My Fault by the Brothers Osborne. Is that the one you're talking about? Yes. Yep, yep. I love that song. That, that, yeah. um, if that's not a number one, then I'm going to riot. I, absolutely. There's songs you just know when you hear should be number one or are going to be. That's kind of like um, uh, Brett Young's right now, um, in case you didn't know. That yeah. That is going to be at least a three-week number one. Has to be. And really, that's a song that will stand the test of time. And I think when you say that you like slower music, because I, I put all my buddies to sleep when they listen to my, my Spotify playlist. They, they <laughs> fall right to sleep. Um, but those are the songs that last, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, Watermelon Crawl is not going to last. It, 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 you know, it's funny to talk about. But it's kind of already died off. I mean... <laughs> between that one and um, Hurricane by Luke Combs. Those two are probably the ones that are hitting it so far right now. Man, Luke Combs, man, he's got such a great sound. Oh my gosh. Uh, yes. He has a, um, he's got an album coming out called This One's For You, but he also released an um, EP called This One's For You. And I'm kind of upset about it because on, on the EP he had a song called Used To You. And it's about how his father was, he passed away and then he can't used to get him getting gone, but he can get used to, you know, the truck staying in the driveway and him not being at the church. Right. And to me, that was like a strong song and not to put it on your debut album, you know, he may not hurt yeah. for it, but I would, you know, that would, that would be the one I would put on an album if I was to put one on there. Well, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier. I mean, they probably sat down and listened to it and said, okay, which one of these is going to be hits? Mm -hmm. what, what, is the, what is the listening audience going to be attracted to? And, and, I, and I haven't heard that song, but um, it sounds like it's more of that sensitive, a little more intellectual type song, mm -hmm. a little more heart in it. And sometimes that's not the song that they're going to pop on the radio or they're not songs that you know, right, right, everyone right. wants to jump up and down to. This has been Dustin Wayne from the Wayne Hoskins Band. Get his new album, or coming out, his new album's coming out, and he you can get a single now called Drive. And I appreciate you being here, Dustin. It's been a good, um, it's been a good talk. Yeah, 